0: Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to episode 37 of the Ragamuffin Music Podcast. Well, I'm Alex. I'm James. And I'm Dan. And this is a place for us to talk about the music we love.
1: Didn't you just say something else? Yeah, I did it in the wrong
0: order then. I said the episode well, number first. Oh, so it threw me up.
2: Yeah, sorry. <sighs> uh,
1: on this episode, we'll be reviewing the new albums from Neck Deep and Casey, as well as singles from Bringman Horizon, Enter Shikari, and more. Woo. And we'll be making
2: some predictions of what might be coming up and what might happen later this year. We did
0: not recommend an album at, in December, did we? No. No.
2: No, I didn't.
0: For the very reason of this, we're going to look back at all the recommendations that we did last year, talk about some of our favourites, and try and pick our ultimate favourite. Who wants to start by throwing out a little suggestion of an album they liked?
1: I think this would be starting off strong with my, my number one, my favourite one. Obviously oh. not recommended by me. Straight into the favourite. Okay. Um, I really, really enjoyed Discovering End last year. Yeah. I thought you were going to say this. Uh, and when you recommended uh, From the Oven Forgiving, Arms of God, uh, like right before a new album came out, I peak timing for me. I, I replayed it so much, uh, thoroughly enjoyed it, wonderfully heavy, sludgy, and just <laughs> thoroughly enjoyable. So that one definitely stood out to me as as like a really, really strong one that... I've since then obviously revisited, which is kind of a a key part that we're trying to do for each other here, is recommend albums that each other might like, revisit, and kind of expand our horizons.
2: Sorry, it's cracking me up how cute James is with his little cast, just balancing the (laughs) microphone inside it. Like, he's not properly holding it, it's just sort of perched. It's like the cast is perfectly set in the shape of a microphone, I love it i like using the recommendation section not to recommend not just to recommend music for you guys but to recommend sort of something that i haven't got around to listening to and one of my favorite discoveries of last year was bob villain so listening to uh bob villain presents the price of life after i can't remember if it was after or before seeing them at at 2000 trees just fully the combination of that and seeing them live just fully got me into that band and i love them now that was going to be
0: one that I was going to bring up because it was exactly the same. I got hooked on that album. I listened to it nonstop. Um, wow. It was before Trees because I got so obsessed with it in the run-up to that festival. Um, yeah, that was such a great recommendation. Um, love it. And I really can't wait to see what they do next. I'm really enjoying a lot of the new singles they're releasing at the moment. So
2: Yeah, album out in April, I believe.
0: Yes, it's going to be very good. Um, one thing that I really liked was... It was an album I became absolutely obsessed with over the course of the year, and that was Death of Anna's The Present is a Foreign Land, which I believe you recommended, Dan?
2: Uh, no, I think you I think you did a a me and recommended oh, it. Oh, I recommended, recommended it for, it for myself, yourself. basically. I
0: just got so addicted to this album, and to this day, love absolutely love it. Got it on vinyl, which is bloody brilliant. Well done, me, for recommending
1: it. <laughs> One that you recommended, Dan, that I really, really enjoyed uh, was Valbad with The Weight of the Mask. And it a was one, one that, yeah, I think it hadn't long come out, but it kind of just missed us amongst, I think, a busy month. And I'd always kind of heard the name about and just, I think, assumed of like Viking metal in a way. Uh, don't know why, just preconceptions with the name, perhaps. Could see why. But yeah, like just kind of actually delving into that and, and really, really enjoying it. Uh, revisiting it a couple of times since as well, kind of trying to. You you always hear sometimes like the circles of bands around like bands you listen to and you kind of just see repetitiveness, uh, like in in festival lineups sometimes. I've always seen their name come up on posters like in the most recent years, uh, and so like to actually kind of delve into it kind of break those misconceptions you have and and to find some music that's just really enjoyable, fun to listen to and kind of you can really delve it into. uh, I found that really, really fun. And on the back of that as well, there was another one that you recommended, which I think took you both by surprise at how much I enjoyed it. uh, And that was Origami Angel. Oh, Oh, I thought you were going to
0: say Olivia Rodrigo. So did I.
1: No, unfortunately not. Um, But the Origami Angel one, I, I just found it very interesting it wasn't really what i expected i didn't didn't know what i expected really but i kind of found myself really thinking about the music properly that i'm listening to and like intricate very thoughtful parts that were written i,
2: I feel like as you're sort of from a drumming background i feel like if we ever give you something that has slightly odd time signatures scratches that part of my brain yeah you you just focus on it a little bit more yeah
1: and I, and i think that it just really helped me Attached to it a bit more, I think, and, and enjoy it and kind of analytically start to try and break it down and understand what's happening in, in how a song's crafted uh, and how they've kind of gone through that creative process and making it. And so I found, yeah, it's like part of my brain for me and absolutely thoroughly enjoyed that.
2: I wanted to give a shout out to a uh, guest appearance we had. We had Josh on for an episode as I believe James couldn't make it for that one in Japan
1: it was in Japan yeah, yeah. that was I it a wonderful time in Japan
2: and he made a great recommendation he loves a bit of swancore so he recommended uh, New Age Filth by Hail the Sun to kind of give us a bit of a gateway into that genre and I think it was a really nice sort of new perspective and a new thing to listen to yeah
0: absolutely brilliant album I want to talk about a month where you boys both absolutely pops off and that is when James recommended "Lost in the Waves" by Landmarks, and Dan
2: recommended "Prince Daddy and the Hyena" is self-titled. I, I think you're you're not giving yourself enough justice there I as well. Trophy Eyes' chemical, "Chemical Miracle" flawless, album. Cha- great chance to read that might be that the yes. single best, our
0: strongest month, single best month of recommendations. I think, I think so. Oh, well done, us. Well, that's a good way to end this segment, isn't it?
1: Basically, what what you've learned from listening to this is that we have great taste in music. We're bloody brilliant. We recommend yeah. some fantastic albums. And you should listen to them as well. Yeah,
2: But we interrupted Alex, though. He was about to tell us why he thought we gave good recommendations.
1: Yeah, Alex. Valida- oh, validate us, please. I've got
0: nothing profound to say. They're both just fucking sick. Uh,
2: different genres,
0: but they both are some of the best albums currently within those genres. They're fucking sick. Love them.
1: Wonderful.
2: Look at us. Look at us. That was a nice moment of reflection. We but did
1: a good job.
0: But now we've got to charge onwards to the future. The, the future. future. Let's start by talking about a new song from Grim of the Horizon Kool Aid. First of all, they've got rid of the stupid spelling. Uh, like the, the stupid. <laughs> I thought you were say
2: they've got rid of the stupid electronic guy. The stupid, got rid of the the stupid guy. <laughs> synth
0: guy <laughs> who was clearly making them type all the songs out it was silly. No. Kool-Aid, the first song in the Jordan fishless era. What did you call it? Brim the horizon with no fish. No fishes? No, no, I don't get I <laughs> fucked oh. up. I was going to do something about the, a fish with no eyes as fish, but I fucked it. Uh, arguably... We wish him all the best. All the best. Congratulations. Um, you're going to do great. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you're going to you do d- big things, kid. You're doing great, sweetie.
0: Dream big. Um... If you shoot for the moon, even okay. if you miss, you'll land among the stars, Jordan Cush.
2: <laughs> you'll land beyond the horizon. Yep. Brilliant. Oh, yeah, he's
0: gone beyond the horizon now. Mm. It's like he's <laughs> ascended. It's interesting, isn't it?
2: <laughs> it's, anyway. like it's like he's a spirit now. Oh. In, in a box. In a bo- <laughs> Brilliant. Let's talk about Kool-Aid.
0: Um, yeah, all right. I'd say this is... Uh,
1: This is top five Brewing in the horizon song. I am mean, one of my main statements was to say that like, this is the best song of next gen so far. Agreed. Dan's yeah. hesitating. Yeah, I oh, think I agree yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah, I just think it's the strongest with it because it kind of feels slightly like a continuation of survival horror of someone. Of the tone of that release, it's like a, it carries a bit, yeah, a it's a bit like diary vibes. Yeah, it's a bit
2: like. Dear Diary 2, yes, yeah. um, but with a few more elements thrown in,
1: yeah, like it's, it's been expanded, it's a part two, like you say, with it, and just really interesting sections. That I didn't expect, like, as soon as kind of coming to the second verse with those screams, like straight out of the gate with it, almost, um, really didn't expect it. Um, the kind of false ending the song has, as well, mm. in a way, with that little bit, like, almost like you're in the studio with Ollie when he's recording, which is like a weird situation Can I put you in a different space Um, which I think that's very interesting I think it's got a great catchy chorus uh, massive I chorus found myself it. just like singing the lyrics and like having melodies in my head constantly like since it's come out and I think one of the like I say better songs that we have heard from Bring Me in quite a while I think
0: Next Gen is shaping up to surpass survival horror and that is a very tall order because I think survival horrors. Flawless. I don't think there's a bad song on that whole thing.
2: And there
1: are less
0: songs, I think. Yeah,
2: I think it's got peaks and troughs. But the troughs are reckon? still. Yeah, the troughs are still. Go on, strong. Tell me the troughs. I uh, don't really like One by One. Crazy.
0: Continue. Um, Itch for the Cure, I could do without, but it's just. Yeah. Interlude. Just interlude. Actually, I love an in interlude, so
2: I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, uh, I obeys, know,
0: the I, we, obey's the weaker song on that.
2: I don't love Kingslayer as much as a lot of people do.
1: No, I like it.
2: Wow. Um, that is wild.
1: The one with the one, the long name with Amy Lee. I'm not really a fan of that. I can't
0: believe great what closer. I'm hearing tonight. It's a great closure. I'm no, not a fan of that one. No. You two can't even agree on the troughs, and I don't think there's any troughs, so... It's got some wonderful peaks. So, Let us know in the comments. The worst song on survival horror for a laugh. <laughs> <Go on. laughs> uh, anyway, it's kind of anyway. bring it back
1: around to next gen, though. I yeah. feel like... I've been reflecting a little bit recently, like seeing clips of them on the tour and we didn't go. Should have gone. And I, I I really strongly think that this is because we hadn't had Next Gen yet. I think if we'd have had it last year at the release dates it was supposed to be, I think it could have been in contention as an album of the year last year. Based on some of the singles we've had. Contention. It would yeah, at least be, in be in the contention. discussion. We wouldn't say it would be mine because some fantastic yep. albums last year that i don't know if it would surpass how i kind of feel towards those albums but i think we would definitely be jumping on the tour more yeah for Cause sure. i think after survival horror when quite a few of us went to birmingham to go and watch them it kind of came off the back of that and the success and how much we enjoyed it and i think if we'd have had that with next gen we would have been there already and we'll be talking about the most recent bring me show we've been to
2: i think the fact that it was in january didn't help as well yeah, i just like it's Who wants it's, to do It's that? a sleepy month, isn't it? You just mm. want to chill out. You don't Cold, got no
0: money. Yeah. You can be asked. We've had some banging jeans this month. But we've had some banging jeans this month. Let's march onwards. The next big tune, James, tell us. Fit Fricking, Keeping Secrets.
2: Boom, big awesome. tune.
0: Now, I'm not really that fussed on this band and this sort of style of metalcore. I think it's cool... But it, it doesn't often hold my attention. Like a full Fit for a King album honestly doesn't hold my attention. I I five songs in and I'm like, yeah, fine, cool. This was brilliant. Like about as good as you can get for modern metalcore, I reckon.
1: I think after like yeah. a couple of listens it took me to really, I think, get into it a little bit more. Um, as probably the one who knows them the most out of the three of us. Um but I think after that, that, like again, a bit like Bring Me, melodies in the chorus. And this will come back in other songs that we're going to speak about in a bit as well. The melody and the lyrics and the chorus kind of struck with me. And again, they're going around in my head. And as I'm listening through the playlist that we make for this, I, I kind of walk around town or something on a day off and I'm, I'm listening to it. And I'm just singing through all these songs. And it, I think it's just like quite a nice, pleasant Out loud. thing. Out loud, probably, yeah. Um, and it was just like a nice, pleasant thing to have like so many big kind of songs in a metal genre, which is my favorite genre, to be able to really, really enjoy, delve into back to back and and thoroughly enjoy it. I think this was a great showing for like Ryan Kirby's vocals and showing some of his diverse range. Uh, Cause I think sometimes he's quite underrated in the genre and they're just such a tight instrumental band. And after seeing them last year at Slam Dunk, I thoroughly enjoyed the set and they just become much more on my radar. And so I'm very intrigued by this um i did see that he put a tweet out that said no album is coming out in 24 just singles and they're going to experiment a little bit more on the sound that they want to make and go make and go forward with that's a sensible thing to do I, I quite like that yeah so it means we could have a bit of variety from fit fricking this year maybe here different things on how they might push the genre forwards a little bit differently stand out a bit more um breakdowns are nice screams are sick i loved it bon appétit exactly
2: I think I'm with Alex on the point of this kind of metalcore can feel a little bit tired and a little bit done um, these days, but there's certainly moments in this song where it's really sort of taking a step out and kind of doing something a little bit differently, or, or at least doing, or at least doing something so well that it stands out amongst mm-hmm. the crowd. Like when that chorus hits, it hits. Source. like you're you're fully sucked in you feel like a james walking through the street you just get a bit more of a strut <laughs> going when that chorus hits probably um and there's like an interesting sort of synthy almost like bubbly thing leading up to the first chorus as well which i think is really cool so it's it's a standard metalcore song but again it's not doing anything wrong and it has moments where it really excels i think executed very well next up we've got creature by landmarks can I go first?
1: You can go first.
0: Now, I know this is going to sound. Well, um, as it stands right now, this is the song of the year. Agreed. I fucking love it. I uh, Legitimately, <laughs> I will listen to this. It takes me about 20 minutes on the bus to get to work. I'll listen to it on repeat the entire bus journey. I've done the same. <laughs> uh, uh, without going to any other song or listening to anything else. I'm obsessed. Every part of this song is just, like, the the rapping and, like, hip-hop intro, so sick. The, ver- the riffs in the verse and the aggression in the verse, love it. The little... The breakdown's cool, but also the little pre-drum break before the breakdown, I think, is very... Like, that's definitely a hip-hop influence, like, coming through, having, like, a, a beat break. And then the chorus is so unbelievably massive that I... I'll be honest, I wasn't even considering going to their tour in May. Um, now I am. On. I have a ticket already. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is flawless to me. I absolutely i am obsessed.
2: Something I love. You mentioned the chorus there. When that f- first chorus hits, it almost took me by surprise. I didn't expect it to be... Because it's kind of at sort of a level through that first verse. And then it's almost like it goes up to like a note that you just don't expect it to go to like you, f- mm. you feel the chorus coming in but then it's just almost a, like in a different key or just a slightly higher note than mm. you, you kind of anticipate it to be and I think th- that's kind of a theme throughout the whole song is it just keeps you on your toes it doesn't really like go where you predict that it's going to go and it's like just a mashup of loads of different things that make this kind of genre great and make this band
1: so great Bloody love it, man. <laughs> it's so fucking good. Like as soon as like it came to December last year and they were teasing this, I was like, I'm I'm excited. I can't wait to see what it's gonna be and I I hope it's great. This just delivered beyond my expectations. Um for the song, first of all, um I think it just wonderfully shows off the diversity of the band and, and how much they're capable of as musicians. And then I think with Flo's vocals in particular as well, you're getting so many different styles there. With the screams in particular, you hear the high screams, but also like in the breakdown, his gutturals, I think are so fantastic. And I think he really is. There's a weird one because I think a new band, a band will come out and they release a song whether it could be Architects, it could be Tala. And we always kind of go into it as like one of the best vocalists in the game. And I think Flo needs to have his name out there in particular for that. I think what what he can do is incredible and he replicates it phenomenally live. Um, incredibly
2: like unique and identifiable voice as well yeah
1: straight away and that can be something quite hard in metalcore sometimes in particular in what is a very crowded genre um my prediction straight away they will probably be my artist of the year uh there will be an album coming out this will probably be my album of the year after the back of this and i fully expect this song to be if not like single of the year, just kind of going to the Spotify wrapped, it's going to be in my top, not just top five, it's going to be in my top three. Like, it's one of those songs that I can tell now, that like once you hear it, like I'm going to be listening to this throughout the rest of the year. And especially once you kind of have an album that's coming out, because it is coming out, um, it's going to get played when I'm listening to the album in full. Uh, the, if the had not seen it, the music video as well, I think it's fantastic because... That can be a nice start that. sometimes. I'll have, to, I'll have to give that a look. Yeah, very, 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 very recommend.
2: Another point I have actually is, I don't think we talk about album artwork enough or single artwork, but I, love I, I really love the artwork on this. Yeah. Like the comic book, graphic novel kind of style. And that carries into And music presumably video. that themes in the music video and is going to carry on like through this whole album campaign as well. Exactly. I think it looks really cool.
1: The note i make is the music video uh, ends on almost like a cliffhanger. So it's like mm-hmm. this is then going to be carried across throughout the, the album. Not necessarily it's going to be a concept album, but at least in the music videos, there's a continuation, there's a journey of something that it's teasing something. And then it's going to keep going, continuing. Um, I wonder if maybe another single just before the May tour, potentially. Yeah. And then the album comes out summertime is kind of a bit of a guess. When's their festival? November. They did it last year in Marseille
2: so there's not a, an, an announcement for the album release yet, has though. not come okay. out yet no
1: I'm, so go, I'm gonna do a bit digging if you, you're making
2: a prediction I'll make a prediction as well I go think on. I think there'll be two more singles before say there's the May tour yeah two more singles before the May tour and then they'll announce the album okay. like, probably just before the tour
0: oh if we're gonna make predictions I'll say this I reckon it'll be an EP Ooh. why not a lot of bands are doing it now I think it'd be an album. Oh yeah, I'm probably wrong. <laughs> figured I'd do something different for you guys.
1: But yeah, like, this is, this is first of all, just song of the reviews yeah, yeah. for me. Everyone's I, got to measure it. up to this now.
0: It's, so. it's fucking incredible. Oh, I fucking wouldn't want to, say tell you that so. much. Big up landmarks. Okay. Next up, we got an absolutely colossal collab. Enter Shikari and Fever 333, Losing My Grip. We'll go to Dan first,
2: resident Shikari head. Resident Shikari head here. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the things I really like about this song are it's pretty heavy. Yes. It's got a, some chunky guitar going on through there. The synth is kind of carrying it through as well. Um, that's about it, really. The things I don't like about this song, very repetitive lyrics. Um, oh, another thing I like about this song, um, love a screamy row. Love it! Love it when he sort of goes a bit more like ape shit on a song. Which I think with Shikari doing singles, they seem to go through this pattern of album and then a few singles and then an album. When they're in their singles phase, that seems to be when they kind of let loose a little bit and go a little bit crazy, doing songs like Slip Slipshod, for example, Hoodwinker. Um, that's where they seem to, for some reason, go a bit heavier. So I, I guess that's why this one's got a bit of a, a little bit of a chunkier guitar kind of theme to it. Um, and some Screamy Row. Um, yeah, where I'm disappointed is the lyrical content seems a little bit sort of leaving me wanting more, I suppose. Especially Cause considering Especially the when two they're focused. two very political, historically very angry artists as well. I was kind of... And there are some political points made in there, but I was maybe hoping for them to go in a little bit more and kind of make some big statements about something which didn't happen. Um Enjoy it overall, but it's it kind of left me wanting more a little.
1: Last thing we're going to go for is Alf Wolf featuring Ice T with "Sucks to Suck."
0: What a crazy feature! Really wild. Never but...
1: thought. If you'd have told me, Ice T and Alf Wolf were going to collab on a song, I'd have said, "Nah,
0: that's not happening." It's one of those ones that you you would never predict, but then as in hindsight, kind of actually m- makes a lot of sense. Because Ice-T's got his finger on the pulse. He knows what's what. Here's a Pon and Burning Body collab on. was pretty cool. Yeah. Turned down for what? That was pretty fun. Ice-T. Ice-T knows what's up. So I I really rate this collab. I think this is a fun song. Alpha Wolf. Maybe. um, They're up there with landmarks as far as innovative, fun, new metalcore.
2: I
1: was going to say and I, I say
0: New Metalcore with an N-U there.
1: Because this has got a lot of New Metal vibes to it.
0: I think I think their style of... Uh, it's going to sound like I'm throwing shade and I'm not. But this and Landmarks compared to like Fit for a King is, this, is the vibe
1: of Metalcore that I prefer. It's being able to branch out from what could be stale.
0: Yeah, and sure.
1: And it's how you can kind of be within that Metalcore sound and the, and the tropes you would get from it but to be diverse enough to stand out amongst a large crowd of bands. Well,
0: I think it's something we've said before. You've either got to be the best at what you do, or you've got to be innovating. And there are a lot mm-hmm. of metalcore bands that are just coasting along, and mm-hmm. doing whatever. It's bands like this and landmarks that make it worthwhile, to be honest, for me. Like, this song's really fun. It's really heavy. Um, the ICT feature is super fun. The video is really cool as again, well. Again, another good video. Another video. good video. People are making an effort with their videos again. We so like this. That's because people saw that our Video of the Year nominations were absolutely shit. Basically just not loose. Basically just not yep. loose. <laughs> for the only ones that bothered last year. Yeah, like, so.
1: ragging We've got to prove something. Yeah.
0: No, I really like it. No, no absolutely I like fantastic a song. Excited I, for I agree. the album as well.
1: Um, I remember like seeing, I think it was on Twitter, people putting clips of the music video up. I immediately went to Spotify first all, just to try and listen to it and it wasn't uploaded in our time yet. So I was like, fuck it, I'm going to YouTube then. And I was sitting on a train and I just watched it and yeah, absolutely loved it. I think it's just- you See, I think if more
2: bands are going to make effort with music videos, I think we should normalise that being the first time that you listen to a song. Yeah. Because then you've got yeah. like the audio, the visual, you've got every every kind of artistic representation that they wanted to make on that song.
1: Mm -hmm. As a song, though, Lockie's vocals, fantastic. Well, yeah, he's Um, one of the best, isn't he? Again, it's it's kind of repetitive from other stuff we've said, but really, really stands out, I think, in the scene for it. Um, They're just such an exciting band, and they're one of the key ones, like Download in particular this year, that I'm so excited to see live. Because throughout their discography, you can hear evolution. You can hear them changing. They've got such fantastic songwriting throughout all of that. Um, Carrying on I think, with this. I think it's
2: great. With that point, even since because we kind of discovered them when they did the Holding Absence split, I think even even since that they've kind of grown and yeah. still like pushed the boundaries and
1: changed as a band even in that short time. And I also get, I forget while we're talking about artwork earlier on. Forget what the album's called because they've announced the album that's coming out this year, but the artwork for that looks really sick as well. Uh, yeah, it looks ridiculous. And, so, again, yeah, I think uh, this. That's we're, we're in January and there's there's bands here straight away where it's like we're, we could be talking Song of the Years, Album of the Years, Artist of the Years, and we're only just fucking starting. Yeah, we are. Off so to like, a good start. And we haven't even gonna... got.
2: We haven't even started talking about albums yet. Exactly. Today. We're
1: not even talking about predictions for later this year, which we're going to do later mm-hmm. on, but like you're, you're hearing now that I think. We're starting off so so strong. I think I'm trying to think back to previous years because I think it was like twenty twenty one started off strong as shit. And I think last mm. year it was a felt a bit of a slow starter. It didn't last, get until, last
2: year we had the sleep token singles. Yeah, I think we had uh, yeah most of them out by this point. But I think. that
1: was it. There wasn't other bands mm. that I can recall where I was like excited by multiple different things happening yeah whereas you look within this there's like four bands where I'm just like yeah excited by that excited by that excited by that Mm -hmm. and it's to have those multiple things to look forward to I don't think we've had that in some time and just to start off the year so strong with this I love it and we're going to talk about the albums now as well that we've had Um, January 24 is going to go down as probably one of the better months of music that we could potentially have
2: I think we've pretty much covered everything we need to in the South Wolf song but I've got one last addition to make the bit that I like the most on this song, or the bit that sort of maybe kind of rewind and sort of want to listen again, was there's two moments in this song where the instrumentation, the the instruments kind of stop just for a second, and then there's almost like I think it's some kind of um, slide that sounds like it's like almost revving up or powering up to bring the riff back in. Mm-hmm. It's like a little like ray gun or something or like booting up the death star it's like just a sound that just brings everything back in again it does it once kind of near the start of the song and then again uh shortly after the ice T feature as well and i just love that that's the kind of innovation that we're talking about that the bands like like this are bringing and it's it's awesome
1: it just sounds like it's extremely well produced everything's so well thought out they have i find they have a very distinct guitar tone as well that's not one, like, you can get some bands where it just sounds repetitive when you hear multiple songs like that, but I think it just sounds so different and good, and it's so distinctly them, yeah. that it it's always enjoyable to listen to, and kind of, like, takes the riffs in a different way.
2: Before we get into albums, um, have either of you checked out the new Bad Omens song?
1: I've not, no. Have you seen The Deal with it? It's Bad Omens, but it doesn't feature Noah, and so people are kicking up a fuss about that.
2: Yeah, which I think is really interesting and there's probably a discussion we can have at some point or in the Ragamuffin Club about people's relationships like the fan relationship with the band because I, Cause, it cause I think it's just a huge sense of entitlement that people have decided they hate this song because Noah isn't singing on it whereas my opinion is that it seems like it's introducing what's potentially going to be a really interesting concept album because lyrically it's like pop is singing about taking control and like making them disappear. So it's almost like she's made the band disappear and that mm. she's kind of taken over. So there's theories now that maybe it's going to be quite a conceptual album or EP. Kind I of think in the it's meant future. to be
1: almost like a addition as well to Death of a Peace of Mind. Could well be. I yeah, something I've something seen kind of
2: online like it's sort of... Related. It's somewhere
0: between like a remix and addition. It's like a... Like new songs. A, like a, a mirrored a version of the
2: album. It's, yeah, it's sort of, I don't know... See, I, I'm open to that. I think that's got potential to be really cool. I don't know why people are hating on it.
0: I, I'm open to the idea. But I don't particularly care for bad omens. So
2: no, I, I don't either. I if I'm honest, I, but, uh, yeah. But I think, but I just think it's very unfair yeah, that people are no, oh, sort of yeah. slating the to band fair, for it and like giving Poppy abuse for it as well. Like she's, she's just singing the reason, on the song. That's that's yeah. that's all she's done. That's half the reason why I haven't
0: listened to him. Because of the because f- the families. fan base is so bloody mental, I can't even be asked.
1: But I touched on it as well in like the latest news video, just talking about the fan bases. Because you look at the the shit that's happened with Sleep Token, and how people take it too far. They've done like we say, we've done it with Bad Omens as well, where all of them have left social media essentially, apart from having just a band page, which is probably just run by management at this point. Because, yeah, but that that also that far. also
2: might have been to build a pipe for this new single as well, though. To be fair.
1: I've there was an interview yeah, that, that makes was sense no but there was an interview that was in terms of them clearing their page yes Um, but in terms of like the interviews that I've seen oh like yeah no he, he's have like been they're sharing hands. baby pictures of him and people just take it too far and he's like i you'd just quit wouldn't you and so yeah all of them I'd have removed
2: go. it I'd just be like Do you know what you can't behave so you get nothing mm. so, so yeah maybe that's a discussion we'll have either yeah. on a future podcast mm. or in the Rag Muffin Club Facebook group
0: ooh what a reason to join Nice one, Dan. just thought I'd sing that in there. Let's talk about one of two albums this month. The first one is Casey, How to Disappear.
1: Or well, in one of our reviews recently, I said about uh, one of the Casey songs in particular being like a warm blanket. And I feel like this whole album is like that. Um, I sent Dan a message even recently where I was just like, I can't stop listening to this. I've had it on repeat. Um, I think it's beautiful throughout and I think beautiful is one of the best words to describe the the album. Um, lyrically, it, it makes you think. It's very poignant at times and musically, it just seems to support that. And it just seems they have spent so much attention in the songwriting, how it's crafted. Every little detail is very thought out. I think like we mentioned with Bite Through My Tongue, they're very select in the scream sections, and it feels sometimes like a holding back, but then just something's burst out, there's a release of it. And I think you kind of see that in Sparks throughout this album, um, amongst some fantastic hooks, uh, fantastic melodies. I can just think, you look at song names and like something like Sanctimonious, I hear the word being sung, like straight away I yeah. think of it and I can hear it. And, and to kind of just look at an album, look at a set of songs and, Hear them in my head straight away, not playing them. It's something you don't always get straight, like from a new album immediately. Um, it's a very special album, and again, I think this is going to be talked about an album of the year potential already because I think it's so strong. If you're gonna come back and you're gonna do a comeback album, this is the perfect way of doing it. They fucking nailed it, essentially, um, from someone one who. I came along to a KC gig last year because you two listened to them and there was a ticket and I was like, yeah, cool. I'll come down. And since then you look at 12 months later and I'm sold. I love it.
2: I think obviously it's, it makes, a very interest, makes for a very interesting comeback album as well, considering, I guess, like the headspace that the band must have been in writing it because... Obviously, the first album is very much about heartbreak. The second album is very much sort of about sort of a personal battle with um, depression and, and other mental health and other health issues, which always makes it interesting, with it, there with it being a few years since those last two albums coming into this one, as to what kind of themes they could possibly address on this. And I think Unique Lights is a brilliant opener, um, particularly lyrically in the sense of... Um, I'm going to get the lyric wrong now, but it's something along the lines of, I need you to know that I'm happier now than I've ever been, which is almost like putting to bed the themes of the previous two albums straight away and being like, this is new, this is going to be something different. Um, and I think throughout the album, it kind of addresses themes of essentially moving on and like getting over and sort of appreciating that's a thing that happened. We're going forward now and it's almost... A statement for the band as well as just the personal themes on it because it really feels like i think this is their best album for starters um it really feels like they're back and that they have intention that they have big plans i think the point james made as well of where they're utilizing because this is compared to the last two albums there's not so much screaming and there's not so much heavy stuff on this album but they use it in the moments where it's needed and where it's necessary. Each song kind of sort of flows, sort of between sort of ups and downs, and heavy parts and softer parts, um, and just beautifully layered guitar parts as well. I think everything just pulls together brilliantly throughout the whole album. And although each song could potentially be a single, because I don't think there's a weak song on here. Also, it's an albums an album album if yeah. that makes sense. It's not written like. Here's some good songs. Here's like, however many songs. It's these songs are put together to form almost a narrative and mm-hmm. like a sort of journey.
1: It flows incredibly well. Yep. Favorite songs?
2: Oh God. Um, I was happy when you died is an absolute banger. Yep. Um, and again, it it it's kind of it's about loss, but like the positive side of loss that it's mm-hmm. kind of brought people yeah. together. Um, which I think, again, throughout this whole album, there's themes where it's like, here's a negative and I've turned it into a positive. Um, I think The Space Between is a banger as well. Uh, Those That I'm Survived By, again, a great song about just sort of loving your friends and appreciating them, which when you look at the Casey of years ago, you can't imagine them really writing a song like that. It was always just misery as well which is another lyrical sort of callback on this album as well, where it's, again, I'm going to get the lyric wrong, but um, when it's my turn to leave, will I be remembered for misery or something along those lines? It's like they're wanting to not just be a miserable person and like sort of see the good in things. I'm completely waffling, but in short, I love this album and I think it's going to be really hard to beat it. It's my album of the year. Like this uh, even my, this early on,
1: yeah, bite through my tongue. I think still stands out incredibly mm. well, and I love the title track to end it. Yeah, I think I as think as it's Disappear a really nice ending. A beautiful ender. The way that there's like like a calmness at the beginning, and then it just has that build as like a really strong finish. um Yeah, lovely album, and it's almost it's it. a
2: callback as well because it's that lyrics on an earlier song as well. I can't mm. remember which. I I can't
1: remember, it it like ties it all together. I feel like it might
2: be, was it on 4KT? Might be. Yeah, it's mentioned on a song about halfway through the album and then kind of adjusted slightly for the end. And I I always like it when albums do that. It's almost like a bit of a callback.
1: Banger. Mm. I love it a lot. And then the second album we have this month is the self-titled album by Nick Deep. I haven't got many thoughts about this album, to be honest. All Distortions was a letdown.
0: They put the pressure on by give, making this self-titled. And I think it lives up to that pressure. It's a fun, solid album. doesn't blow my mind at any point the way that uh, Lifes Now to Get Your Peace and Panic did. But it's fun. It's got a couple of songs on there that will be added to the live set. And for a band that are on their what, fifth album? Fifth album? Yeah. Yes. yeah, Six if you count Reign in July in history as one. A band of no, this... Band, the two EPs. Uh, well, yeah, mean. with a band this far into their career to all you can ask for is a few new bangers live I think so overall happy.
1: Frank it's a nice return. I agree. There, uh, it's like all distortions for us at least was like a blip I find. And I feel like this is quite a nice continuation from like what could have been after Peace and the Panic. It's a very neck deep album. It's quintessential neck deep. And I think that's quite... I've seen it on... People say on Twitter. It's like not a dig in a way, but like it's very them. If that makes sense. Yeah,
2: it's like they've gone and tried something, fair enough. But then they've gone, ah, you know what? This is what we do best. Let's just stick to that.
1: Because they did have an album written, recorded and everything with a producer in America, I'd heard. And they didn't like it and they scrapped the whole album. And so this is then the rewrites afterwards when they came yep. back home over here and wrote the album um i think like the singles like stand out and being scattered throughout the album works very nicely it kind of has those moments when you can like, kind of pop into regularity of what you've heard like on the first couple of lessons and i feel like there's a lot more energy behind this it's like much more upbeat yep. um stuff like i know you're going to talk about sort yourself out Dan. Mm-hmm. like instantly I've, i hear that, it
2: that's the one that i picked out after the first listener. it, was it like, gives me like, i love this song
1: over and over vibes again like the energy the up ness um it feels much more like a throwback and almost like honoring the roots of where they started in a better Ro- way the roots that you can't kick that up you can't kick them up um yeah really really enjoy it again like it could crop up in album of the year potential because i think it's really really strong and like a nice 10 song album it was like half an hour or so It didn't go more than it needed to. Yeah, I I really, really enjoyed it. And it was a a nice return to form um, after being worried about this album. Yeah, really, really come out of it much more positive and and happy with what Nick Deeper put out here.
2: I feel like, sonically, it kind of fits somewhere in the gap between Life's Not Out to Get You and The Peace and The Panic. I think it's got some of the... Maybe slightly more poppier sort of production side of things mm-hmm. that the Peace and the Panic has. Um, but it's got the rawer kind of pop punk sound that you've got from Life's Now to get you. My, as we mentioned, my favourite song from it is Sort Yourself Out because it just bangs. As soon as that, that drum beat came in, that just fast sort of right, we're fucking here now, let's go, I was like, okay, I'm listening. Um, and then I was along for the ride for the whole thing. I think, like Alex said, there's there's kind of times where some of the songs are a little bit samey, but I think that's to be expected from a, a pop punk album. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've I've mentioned before how I'm not that keen on kind of Ben's more recent vocals, where I, I'd much prefer Last Night to Get You and kind of Rain in July area where it had that bit more grit to his voice, but Stuff like the bridge on Go Outside, where he's just right up there in in like really really hot singing really highly. I get it, I get it. I really like it.
1: Did find some of the lyrics cringy in They May Not Mean To, but They Do. That was a little bit like yeah. I listened to it. And I was like, mm, that's probably one of the weaker songs.
2: Yeah, that's the one I look at and be like, that's an album track.
1: Yeah. So like I found that a little bit. But that was most of most of the others,
2: got. most of the others, if we're talking about putting
1: songs in a live set, I'm happy. I'd with. be happy with most of the others. Very happy with. And and I'm now much more positive. I was get, like looking forward to it anyway as a gig at Ali Pali in March, but I'm now much more positive and much more looking forward to it now off the back of this. Um, instead of being like yeah cool I'm going to see Net Deep again. They were great at download last year. Woo! But now I'm like I'm really really excited and with like. <laughs> exactly, with like knuckle puck and Drain on there as well. I think that's going to be a, a, a fun night.
2: I would love it if they are a Trees headliner. As I want that to happen. So people that. are rumouring and there suspecting was as well.
1: Someone asked him, I think at a signing recently, about festivals this year, and he said they're going to be at festivals this year. In the UK, at
2: a festival or at festival, I think he
1: was very uh, open about festivals. Like I just don't, okay. I can't remember if, how the wording was. If it was plural, they asked him about trees. I think it's from like a trees forum I saw it, and the, uh, he replied being like, "We'd love to play trees one day," and seemingly people well, have been they've, played going, it, they've played it before, or like I think like headline as okay. They were talking about that kind of thing, and so people were assuming like maybe it's not this year. Yeah. But then he, but then he could be, be bluffing. Industry. Who knows?
2: He's a cheeky man.
1: But I, I they would by far be the main draw of trees for me this year if they go. Because at the minute it's it's alright. It's a few bands for me in particular, but it's not the best it's been for me. So this would really yeah. like push it over the edge for my for my musical tastes.
2: In short, sure, Neck Deep's I guess comeback album in a way
1: two comeback albums really in a way then yeah brilliant we're all coming back we're back in 24
2: that's brilliant over to James with next month's or I guess this coming month's new releases what have we got to look forward to James
1: I'd say we're looking forward to one album in particular (laughs) sorry
2: it's like you're it's like you're reporting the weather (laughs) 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 what's it like
1: out there James and then there was a delay this is a, I'm not gonna lie this is a fairly weak month right now uh, I think there's one album that we're all gonna collectively agree on four weeks in a month by the way James what did I say what did I say <laughs> I'm, I'm not again
0: oh, you said it's a weak month for fuck's sake <laughs> yes
2: although it is February four. so it's slightly shorter <laughs> for fuck's sake. still four though Actually,
1: no, it's a longer February because it's a leap year. Yippee! <laughs> anyway, uh, oh fuck. on February 2nd, being as an ocean released, death can wait. I can't. Well excited for this. I
2: don't think there's enough people talking about this album.
1: But we will be, probably.
2: I expect so. The singles so far have been excellent. And I think it's going to be a
1: banger. On February 16th, Idols release, I'm guessing it's Tank. Yeah. But it spelled weirdly, it's like T-A-N-G-K. That's what I, th- that's what I think of it. What is it, Alex? What did you think of it?
2: I've, I think it's going to be all right. It's not going to be Prime Idols, but it'll it will be all right.
1: And just around third, to have another band in here, uh, because of this is how weak it is, this will show you. On February twenty third, job for a cowboy releasing moon healer. Fucking Christ. That tells you, me finding that in there. Sorry, there's gotta be more than that. We're scraping the barrels.
0: Scraping the barrels.
1: There there is Break the barrel open. See what's inside. March is nice. March. I said March. March we're getting sleeps. Oh yeah. Fuck you March we've got seven forty one. Can I guess then we're all just looking forward to being as an ocean?
0: Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, being as an ocean and death can't wait, but I also can't wait. Death can wait. No, death can't wait. Death can wait? Death can wait. Death can wait. Death can wait. I can't, I can't wait. It's going to be it. a good album. Like Dan said, not enough people talking about it, so consider this us proclaiming it from the rooftops, as I don't have a roof to go to.
2: Pale Dusk are releasing an EP called Pale Hell.
0: Oh, baby! Ooh. That'll be good. February the 21st. I'll be seated.
2: it has got to be something else. MGMT. Did you, you know MGMT? Nope. You'll know kids You'll
0: know kids if you heard kids It was on FIFA But you also know it from from, Who are you talking to? Yeah but you were
2: Alex Rod Stewart is releasing Swing Fever With Jules Holland
1: ( inadequacies) I'm down for that Rod Stewart one Okay I've heard this before You can stop now Dan,
0: do you want to take a guess at what year FIFA that was on? Uh, that's on 2008. Let's see if he's right, shall we? Sorry, we James. We're going to have to edit this. Sorry, James. We'll be with you in a moment. We've got We're to figure really? out what year.
1: So I'm done. I'm ready for Wrong! FIFA
2: 09. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah. Then, in that case, I think it's on the PSP version of FIFA 2008 as <laughs> well. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> off. If there's, ever a, if there's ever another
0: episode where James isn't here... Maybe that should we should just oh, do FIFA uh, an entire episode dedicated to FIFA soundtracks.
2: Anyway, we've been to any gigs. Anyway, we just waffled oh, for about ten oh, minutes. It's yeah. all
0: got all, all been cut out. So, gig talk, James. Tell us how you broke your hand.
1: I went to a Russian deathcore show. Thank you, James. Um, <laughs> yeah, um how was it? They were really, really good live. Um, kind of like the vlog. The vlog's there, so go watch the vlog. You kind of see all of it. You even see some of the hospital visit. Um, That's my favourite bit. I think I did wonderful work there. Um, my favourite
2: bit was when you were leaving the hospital and you thanked them
1: for the hospitality. <laughs> it's fantastic, <laughs> I isn't it? think it's a brilliant line. Um, just them, no support, which was interesting that as we talked about on it with me and Callum, it was like, I like the idea of support bands because you you find new artists and it's also like a warm-up because you can start to kind of get hyped, get energy, you have time to kind of have a drink, listen to music, just be in the atmosphere. Whereas this is like, obviously there's music being played in the PA, but that's it. There's nothing else kind of happening. Um, Was it
2: still like a normal time for Doors as well? Like seven?
1: Doors was seven. They didn't start until nine. So I found that out the night before, like just looking on Twitter. And so I was like, well, fuck see, it. We're not going that early. So me and Callum were in Spoons in Camden until maybe quarter past eight-ish latest, maybe eight. And then we just headed over to Camden. Um, yeah, I think,
2: yeah, before you move on, I think there's there's room for criticism there and yeah. that it's a missed opportunity to kind of help a smaller band out. Yeah. Because that's, It's a tough industry these days, so it's you need bands like that to kind of give someone else a foot up and Mm. just sort of... Agreed. Yeah, there's an opportunity there to expose a new band to an audience of people that might not have heard of them before.
0: Or, alternatively, give the audience an arguably better experience by just fucking being on at 8 o'clock. I think.
2: Yeah. Because also, I've been to... I mean, we've all been to gigs before where... um, (laughs) (laughs) We've all been to gigs before. We're all friends here. Um, where there might have been like one support act build, but then when you actually arrive, oh, there's a, a bonus support act on beforehand that weren't on the, the poster or whatever. So I would have gone to that gig assuming that there was a support band anyway. No, so I would I have I would have been there in time to see them and then be like, oh, I'm stood around. Like a I'm looking for through all hour, like social posts, incredible.
1: like uh, tour posters, everything. Um, look back over history uh, and just like have they had many people before I and mean, it seems like it's not something they've done necessarily um, but looking at the dates they've put on this upcoming American tour they're doing they're getting a few people in so I don't know if that's just culture of like how they've kind of been with it where it's just like it's just them I, I don't really know I don't get but um, all of that aside they were fantastic Um Really, really good. His vocals are as good live as you kind of want them and expect them to be, which is just fucking cool. Does he wear the mask much at all? So he wore it maybe first couple of songs, and then he took it off.
2: Because presumably Um, he's, because obviously with the mask, he's going to be holding the microphone a bit further away from his face, so... So I like, guess it's hard then for him to absolutely belt it, like. Yeah, he, he to...
1: has a naturally loud voice as it. That's way, true. Yeah, I know he does that thing where he drops screams. the mic yeah. and just goes it. And that was fucking it. cool. Like honestly, that that was sick. Um, there were mic issues at the start, which kind of was a bit like bone breakers. A little like uh, that's a bit of a pain because I love it. Uh, bone I, break. I bone really break was a bit of a pain, was it? With me having a broken hand, um, Alex came up with that in the group chat. Wonderful, thank mm-hmm. you. Um... I was literally in the shower and it came to me. Shower thoughts. Like... New series coming soon. Shower thoughts with Alex.
2: You don't, you don't want to hear the shower thoughts. <laughs> uh,
1: but yeah, like so there, there were mic issues and then they kind of got past that eventually. The rest of the band had the masks on the entire time. They stayed with that on. Um, just a great stage presence by all of them, I think in general. Um It was an interesting crowd. There were some idiots in the pit. For the most part, it was very fine though, like no issues. Uh, Really diverse actually, which is quite an interesting one. Um, A lot of different ages, uh, which was really kind of quite cool to see for something kind of so heavy. Uh, like with Deathcore, I think that, that was quite intriguing because you don't always expect that. It's usually a younger demographic you're going to expect there. And so it was quite nice seeing that. And seeing older people in the pits as well was like, that's kind of like wholesome in a Deathcore show, maybe. Um, but yeah, they, they were really cool live. Um, songs were fantastic. Very exciting for download. New albums coming this year, they said. Um yeah, and Alex, you could tell like he was making the effort to talk in English as much as he could. And you could kind of like, from the like, old stuff where he's kind of talked bits and pieces, you can hear the progression from that. Um, and that was quite nice. It, there was like wholesome moments of him just kind of talking to the crowd. Because there has been stuff about them, about possibly, like, inclusivity and things like this. There's There's been points made about them before, but he was very kind of... It felt very genuine the way he was talking, being open and being like, that's not what we're about, uh, which was a nice thing, obviously, to be able to hear as well from a band like yeah. that, because um, obviously they have like some of the weird links to Falling Reverse and Ronnie Radke and stuff like that, which can be a bit iffy, um, but like the sentiment and the points he was putting across were the right points, the things you do want to hear out of it. So that kind of just made the whole experience like a, a nice kind of overall package with it, so... Side from broken hand, aside from the hostel visit.
2: Yeah, talk us through that. How did, how did that happen?
1: You know when you've got a pit, it's already quite big, but you kind of want to open it up bigger. It happens. You've been in pits before. We know what it's like. We've been to pits before. Pit. Yeah, we've, we've been to pits before. We're all
2: friends. Eh?
1: He went to go and open it up bigger. He, he was a dick the entire time, for to be honest. He was like the one main person. Um And he went to kind of like open it up bigger and almost like rugby tackle spear like three or four people by putting his arms like at full reach either side um and I was like by the shoulder one of his shoulders caught up in it and all I went to do was just like push down and push him out the way um and as I pushed down my left hand I just heard the crunch over death call which was still weird to think of but I heard it felt it and immediately I was like yeah fuck that that's bad that's not good Uh, And then about 30 seconds later, I saw Callum in the pit and he looked at me and I was like holding my hand and I was like, I think I've broken my hand. And he just looked at me and just went, fuck. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, that was literally it. Like, yeah, you're doing the motion. It's literally like a push down. How's that?
0: I don't understand. I don't
1: know either, mate. And it was the most menial, stupid thing because like push pits happen all the fucking time. Um, Yeah. Uh, Shout out to the Kentish town staff and the so first we look, aid responder. We love like it's a wonderful venue, but like I went to the bars, they gave me ice and they were like, Oh, we don't think it's broken, but we'll get the first aid of for you. And I was like, mm, I'm pretty sure it is Uh and I kinda of talked it through with her and she went and got ice packs and everything. She could give me ibuprofen and bits and pieces like that. So immediately beyond that that's like literally the limit of the capabilities of what they're able to do they can't do yeah. anything that the hospital would do they can't do x-rays so they literally went to everything they could do with it which was amazing very grateful for that uh, so thank you for the hospitality there at Kentish Town Forum and yeah then the hospital happened x-rays and I broke my hands. so yeah fun times
2: Shall we Make some predictions for the year ahead. Yes. I'm glad you said yes, because we're going to do it anyway. That's what we're doing. This can be -hmm. be anything, I think. we, In previous years, we've tried to predict which bands are going to have a great year. But I think this leaves it a bit more open-ended. We can be predicting, like... We can still do the same. We can still predict bands that will have a good year, and I'm sure we will. But we could talk about what might happen at a festival in the summer. We can talk about bands that might make a comeback. We can talk about potential drama. Anything that that we think might happen this year.
0: Hmm.
1: <laughs> Alex is scratching his brain in thought now about the Have Heart reunion.
0: <laughs> oh, fucking hell. <laughs> if Have Heart get
2: announced for
0: Outbreak, I don't even actually want to put the... Put it out into the universe in case it doesn't
2: happen. Which band is it that kind of rose from the ashes of Have Heart? Fiddlehead. Oh, I was a part of Fiddlehead. Okay. Singer. Uh, yeah.
0: Singer. I think it was someone I couldn't remember. And it was. I think maybe another one. And then the, the guitarist from basement. basement. Yeah. Great band. And actually, Have Heart. Four. I think it might have been like the original lineup or something reunited, but they start basically started a new band with a different name because they didn't want it to be like a. Piggybacking off of the Have Heart legacy. Mm. I'm getting off topic. Anyway, um, yeah, fuck it. Why not? I'm going to predict Have Heart reunion for Outbreak Festival,
2: or because they haven't announced headliners yet. They, they haven't yet. announced headliners yet. There's one headliner so far in Action Bronson, It seems yeah. to be the kind of the token hip hop. What's the deal?
0: Because it, am I right in thinking that like like the hip hop Sat- day, the Saturday and Sunday as like one ticket, and the Friday is its own ticket? Because that's I don't what know. they've got. Like JPEG Mafia as well on that day.
2: Yeah, Friday's. Like a hip hop, at least at least now with the Action Bronson mm. announcement, seems to be billed as a bit of a sort of hip hop main stage Crossing. Mm. Yeah,
0: but I think um, have heart. If they don't get have
1: heart, I think it might just be Turnstile back. To be honest, I still think it was based on that initial video. It looked like the drummer of Turnstile. It was clips there. from. I, it was I, clips yeah, from I don't. A few I don't I don't think
2: that video is anything to go by really I think that's just clips from some previous years sets that look a bit cool mm.
0: but I don't know I think I think it would make sense for Turnstile
1: go on someone else prediction go on I think with Sepultura finishing this year we will get the announcement probably in the next couple of months that Eloy Casagrande is going to be the drummer for Slipknot yeah which will need to happen because I think they have their first shows in April. And like, even if they don't announce it, you look how quickly everyone guessed Jay Weinberg and V-Man like when the Devin and I music video came out. People are going to guess it quickly whether they announce it or don't announce it. But I think the drummer for Slipknot will be Eloy. I don't I don't see who else it's going to be at this point. That's like viable. No, I think that's a solid
2: prediction. Uh, my first prediction is kind of ties into a band that I think we've predicted to have a good year, like two years consecutively. But I think this year, because they're a very clever band, I think Static Dress are going to do something that goes viral. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a song or something during a live performance. Um TikTok, we're looking at you here. Not necessarily like like viral viral, but at least within the scene.
0: Yeah, it's got, something's going to catapult them from yeah, where they are to to much bigger.
2: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I I, I just really think condition. the whole band Ollie especially They're are so very very on. on the pulse and very switched on when it when it comes to sort of marketing and aesthetic and they've just told to bring with Horizon who are kind of the most one of the most viral bands in the UK at the moment, if not the world at the moment. Well, the, uh, in the scene at yeah, least. Yeah. Um So, yeah, I think, I don't know what they'll do, but I think they'll do something that will catapult them into the spotlight for a lot of people. And they'll deserve it.
0: I reckon we're going to get albums this year from Knox Loose. Yes. Loathe. Yes. I think we're going to get a Graphic Nature's follow up. Yeah. Already. I think so. And end of the year, I think. I think, probably, yeah, probably towards the end of the year. But I think considering the sheer bloody work ethic that they had last year and the the amount of shows they were playing, that I think the the best thing for them to do is to just keep their foot on the gas and keep the momentum. Mm -hmm. And that would be having a good tour this side of festival season, support tour, um, doing a really good festival run again, which I'm sure they will, and then... I would like what I would like to see from them is like a Europe run with someone as support, and then album at the end of the year. I think that's kind of it, I don't know. It's complete wish fulfillment. But that's how I would like to see Graphic Nature's year go. Are as you, a you fan, Graphic Nature Management. No, but if any of that happens, then I will be getting a cut, <laughs> <laughs> or something, or send me a free T-shirt. That'd be nice. Um, I but no, I think those three bands are going to be releasing albums this year. I think Loathe have been.
1: It's overdue, man. Yeah, I don't. I, because didn't they they've They been shows making shows in end of 22? Because I remember yeah, they, they announced it, was they announced them, they announced it at shows at Outbreak when they were there at 22, when we were there. Um, I remember like Newcastle in particular. I don't know why I remember yeah, that. Yeah, because one was Bournemouth, and I think I was thinking of going. And those shows got cancelled because they were going in the studio and finish, and then we haven't heard anything. To be fair
0: to them, they've definitely been making use of their US visas. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, before rigid. they expire but they've got to i think you can only I mean, it's you on can it. only rest on i let it in for so long and i think like for me as a fan i'm starting to get a bit like oh, i can come on then let's hear something new um and i think knock loose um i think uh you think about the growth they've had from a different shade of blue which was a really great album but it was like an album of songs They then did Tearing the Fabric of Life, which was a really wonderful, small, cohesive thing. Then the Upon Lost double single, which was just incredible. And I think it sets them up really nicely for an album of the year contender. Because it's going to feel like a full, cohesive body
1: of work, what they do. If they do release an album, which I think they will. I've seen clips on Twitter of Isaac Hale. Like putting riffs out there and stuff like that so he's obviously in like, he's writing mode he's also, cooking,
0: but he is also in Inclination as well yeah. and I think he's in another hardcore band but so it's, it's hard to know what riffs are because I, if I was him the riffs that I'm posting on Twitter I why wouldn't post not loose riffs until they were released
1: personally so I don't think any of the riffs he's posted he's done that before me. though it has happened what before they've then I want to say out. either one of the riffs for Deep in the Willow or Everything's Quiet Now was on Twitter
2: no, fair, alright, well, fair enough. I think, like, there's definitely 90%. something from um, the previous EP as well that was
1: mm. on his Twitter. We'll track one. those little nuggets. Yeah, yum yum. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think we're going to get a vessel mask update.
2: Oh yeah, I, was, I, thought, I thought you were going to say he's unmasking them. Yeah, yeah,
1: we haven't that. Uh, no, but I think obviously we had the new ones from two, three, and four at the end of the year at Wembley. Um, they've got this US tour coming up. I feel like it's going to be a latter end of the see, year I'm, kind of thing. I'm
2: intrigued by like, the poster for that tour just has like a very demonic-looking deer skull on mm-hmm. it. So I wonder if that's the kind of vibe that they might go for with a new mask.
1: I don't see him having a vast departure because I think it's very symbolic, the kind of look he has. But I think, obviously, like as there's been a the talk of, over time, it's always like, eaten away i'm not even going to try and predict what the development's going to be but i think there's going to be some kind of update as we're at keep being said about that's the end of an era we've just had and we're going into a new era going forwards it only makes sense for there to be a new progression yeah and so i i think that is something that will happen this year towards the latter half they'll have this us tour uh maybe rest a bit over the summer probably write a little bit maybe have a few uk date, dates at the end of the year on uh, on a uh arena run perhaps after the success of Wembley uh, and the demand of tickets at the moment in particular anyway so I think that'll happen but it may almost be like a reveal like there was at the last show of the year last year then maybe we have that again this year
0: I think that sorry you, you go I think as a whole trying to predict their year this year is going to be quite difficult
2: because well, that's exactly what we're going to try and do now. Because <laughs> yeah, I I, th- I think they'll do a UK arena tour towards the end of the year, mm-hmm. maybe sort of autumn time. Do
0: you think any new music? No, because I I think we might get a new because, single or two. Um,
2: At the very least, a music the video. The gap
0: between Two and Eden wasn't that long,
2: was it? No, but allegedly they've got they've got them in the chamber. I oh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I can't remember where I heard that, but there's allegedly. Uh, a close source suggests that they've got like another album ready to go now, if they wanted to. I don't think they will, because I think the huge success that they've had from Eden will, they might as well sort of ride on that wave for as long as they can, really. Um, yeah, I reckon, uh, this is my next prediction, which I've already made in our, our previous podcast episode, to be fair. UK Arena Tour from Sleep Token. Um, maybe sort of two nights in London at the end of it.
1: Mm. Venue? Although, although venue?
2: I know I reckon Ali Pali because it's not quite, it's not like a massive proper venue like Wembley is. Mm. But if you do two or three nights there, that's it. Feels that's like 20, that's UK that's well. That's twenty yeah. to thirty thousand people just in London, and then you can't go too big in London. Like the Wembley show was the only UK show on that tour. Whereas if you're doing arenas across the country as well, then
1: diversifies a little bit. and
2: yeah, you probably yeah probably too Two nights at Ali Pali, perhaps, because that's 20,000 people in it. So, mm. like 20,000 across two nights. Yeah.
1: Does anyone have any, like, big festival predictions? Yeah. Uh,
2: I think,
0: and this is kind of a bit of an obvious one, I think Download is going to feel significant. Oh, I'm not going, so I can't. I think Download is going to feel significantly quieter and smaller this year and i think it's a, i think it's a few reasons one last year was obviously an anniversary four days a big event big felt really big but i think um i think as far as like the scale of the lineup goes like i i really personally i don't think the three head and i like all three headliners but i don't think any of them um massive draws do you know what i mean
2: yeah, I agree. Agreed. Um And I I'm, think I'm, that I'm, I'm is going to turn a lot of people away. Very pleased that they're well, two of them at least. are new headliners. Yep. I don't think Queens of the Stone have headlined before. They've not. No. no um, they obviously, Fall Out Boy haven't. And I'm pleased that it's kind of they're quite diverse headliners as well. I like Fall Out Boy, are kind of a bit more for the younger generation, which feels weird to say considering their sort of peak in popularity was. At least 2010s. within our scene was like the 2010s.
1: Yeah, both have played main support slots before mm. on, on stage, but never headlined.
2: So yeah, I'm pleased with the headliners, but the fact that I'm pleased with the headliners means that there's going to be a majority of people that aren't pleased with the headliners. Um, and yeah, that's why it's going to be a lot quieter, I think.
0: Yeah, and I think sort of beyond that, I know this is just predictions for this year, but I think Download will see a reduced number of sales this year and think, well, I fucking... A failed experiment. Bring back Maiden. And then though. they'll bounce back in 2025 with a bunch of old fucks.
1: There's already nothing uh, at not. that because there is uh, some kind of Maiden anniversary next year. Okay. I want to say it's, like it's a 50th
0: th- or something. No one cares. Should we maybe do um,
1: bands to have a breakout year? Before you do that. Okay. Um, we'll finally get look outside your window this year. Ooh, baby. What to expect from it, I don't know. As it was written during the All Ape Has Gone era of not, and it's not all of the members, and it's meant to be Radiohead vibey, apparently. I think it's going to be, A, underwhelming.
0: B, uh, oh. shit. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think it's going to be quite underwhelming, and I think it's also going to further cause whatever issues are going on in Slipknot I think we're seeing the and downfall of the band. Because, the yeah, because... Like you said, it's only certain members on this, and it wouldn't surprise me if we start seeing a bit of uh, mudslinging in the in the media. Bit
2: of a Jordan fish,
0: bit of a yeah. Mm-hmm. I to be honest, I wouldn't surprise me if another member leaves us year.
2: There's another prediction for you.
0: It wouldn't surprise me. I, okay, I who, and I hate to say it. I hate to say it. Though. Knock on wood. It wouldn't surprise me if that tour gets cancelled or postponed.
1: I'll tell you what then. Let's make think a let's see. So we've got, know. we've got, if we're talking, I don't wanna, not all I don't of the original wanna, originals. I don't
0: want to just single one out because I don't know what the inner workings are like, but it just seems like there's something going on there that's not normal.
1: But who do we actually, have? we have Corey, Corey Clown, and Clouton, they're Sid, not going anywhere. Mick and Jim. Mm. Is that it? Because then you've got whoever drummer is, that was five, you've got whoever drummer is, V Man, Tortilla,
0: and whoever Craig's and replacement is—who we don't, do
1: we even know? No, so we're we're at five out of nine right now. We're just over fifty percent. Well, Clown, members. Clown,
0: and Corey aren't going. To be fair, it wouldn't surprise me if Corey Taylor turned around and said, "I'm done." I really would recently, like taking really time out me. and cancelling his tour. And if he does it for the, you know the right reasons for himself, then fair enough. But it wouldn't surprise me if that happened this year. I wouldn't be surprised don't want it to not no. saying I want that I'm not a prediction I want to come true but yeah if something if some sort of descent or, or hiatus happens for Slipknot
2: you heard it here first
1: right then was it new bands you want to talk about or breakout bands
2: before we move on to that I'm going to take a prediction that James mentioned to me the other day I think it was you anyway um that if you were going to say you would have said it by now so I'm just going to steal it anyway uh Paramore will do par- oh, yeah. Paramore's versions, like Taylor.
1: Yes, mm-hmm. and also oh, so that that ties into because I'm just being reminded. Oh, this of ties now. into
0: one that my that my girlfriend said as well. Go on. When they wiped their social media and did their thing, one of the last things it said was, "Paramore's future is uncertain." Or the future of Paramore is uncertain. And My girlfriend said, "Their next album is going to be called Uncertainty," and I thought, "Could be." That could very well be true. But I think uh, a Paramore's version of uh, All We Know Is Falling. Oh, my God. (laughs) Could you imagine, though? Because I bloody love it. Like, I'm, you know, I'm Swifty. We all know this. And it is actually quite fun to sort of hear little, very, very subtle changes that she's made and you sort of as a fan you can I don't know because also Lewis Watson local legend shout out <laughs> has um, re-released his first album as a like a re-recorded version Lewis's version I guess and I love it because it's it's also something that he started on YouTube like 2 years ago where he was doing like a series where he was picking an old song reimagining it in a new way and it's just exciting as a fan to hear an artist go back and do these things now yeah. because it's not something that's ever really been a thing. Whereas now it's sort of like, well, I wrote this song at 16, I'm um, 28 that was, now. That in a was the next point I was
2: going to make about it because I I read something, I I, I was like a bit of an opinion piece, so I don't know how completely true it is, but Paramore were in an incredibly long-term deal with Atlantic Records. 20 since, years. Since Hayley was 15. Hmm. So she was literally a child when she signed that record deal, and now they're finally free of it. Like, she's she's a grown woman now; she's a completely different person. So it it'd be really interesting, I think, to hear what other ideas she and the rest of the band have that differ to like sort of reimagining these songs and re reapproaching them. Yeah, with the mindset they have now and everything they know now. I think that would be really fun if that is what they do.
0: And if they don't if they just carry on doing new music I'll be happy as well. Yeah. But yeah, the more I think about it the more I think a Paramore's version is is the vibe. And I'd like to see more bands do it. Okay, before we wrap up, let's talk about bands that are going to break out in 2024. Now it doesn't necessarily have to be bands that are complete, you know, unknowns. Um it could be bands that are already pretty big but they're going to get bigger. So for example, I'll start I think Harriet are gonna have an incredible year this year.
2: See, I wanted to say Harriet as well. Oh sorry. I kinda of didn't didn't want to say it again, but like they're like like Static Dress, they're one that we've mentioned. They're they're a band that we mentioned last year as as being the ones to watch and having a breakout year, but this year with them uh builds to to release their debut album, I think they're gonna be as busy as ever on festival bills and touring and everything and yeah i think it's going to be another brilliant year for them i think given how even though it was like a a mini album
0: given how like sonically the world building on profound morality how good that was i think that sets them up really good for like a full-length body of work like i think they're going to really make something that we sort of all into Weaves and it has a really clear theme and vibe and world to inhabit for an album. I think it's going to be really fun. Mm. I think all the, all the bands that they've been playing shows with, like over the last year, are like all of the best bands for them to be playing
2: with. Like
0: bands like Love yeah, of God, and I, th- I think it
2: says a lot as well when you've got bands like Lamb of God and Architects and people in the industry like Alex Holcomb, like all keeping an eye on them and all yeah. sort of helping them and wanting to support them I I think it obviously shows that they see something in them and I think quite rightly they're going to go on to big things and when we spoke to to Deb and Jake from the band they said they agreed themselves that with what we said of the EP slash mini album kind of being a bit of a showcase of what they might be capable of and they they felt like it was from their perspective the same kind of thing. There was almost like a practice run to see what they could do and then to see what would work on a, a full-length album. And I think their sound really lends itself to that format as well. I think, obviously they're a massive band anyway, but I think Architects are going to do, do something big this year. I'd, I'm not certain whether it would be an album. Bloodstock Pro- headliner. Probably more likely an EP, but they're headlining Bloodstock, so they've got a, a headline festival set to look forward to, and I think probably a big release and maybe a, a big tour at the end of the year.
1: I just want to will it into existence for the most part because I think I've said it so many times. Uh, I want to see like a big tallow explosion because I think they deserve it. But that also includes with it a mm-hmm. UK tour. Because, guys, please. like, I, I, We need this tour over here. Um, desperate they're, for They it. seem
2: like they're the kind of band that just needs the right person to find them and to yeah. give them a helping hand and like sort of a leg up.
1: Almost in a way like you say said earlier with like the static dress as well like i feel like something could go viral with them they could be the right thing the right song comes out and it could blow up i think Mm -hmm. they have that potential
0: i think yeah i think in the way that like um not loose and like kubla khan songs as like trends on tiktok were a thing i think they i think tala could like write something that people would like not meme at their expense but like do you know what i mean yeah, people like could make just in mean, making some kind of vocal just in making noise. some sort of vocal noise could be used as, as like a really funny like template for people to yeah make viral videos off of. So I think that would be. What and, it sa-
2: and it's and it it sounds crazy to say like in the modern age that like bands will strategically be writing songs for with sure. that. The in thing noise. is, I don't
0: even think they. I don't because I think Talor are just mental enough that they would do whatever. They oh yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't. Think so, they, yeah. I don't.
2: I don't think every band intentionally. Yeah. Every, and I don't think I don't think every band that goes viral on TikTok has done it intentionally. But I'd yeah, labels especially are out there telling bands to write a song for TikTok, for sure. Mm.
1: Last year we saw the greatest reunion of all time. Oh. <laughs> Alex, what is it? Mike Portnoy is back in Dream Theater. Baby. <laughs> I, it's we're not gonna, really a breakout year because they're fucking massive. That, but, hey, they could be any size. You said that earlier on. Oh, yeah, that's true. I did say that. Yeah, and I reckon this is going to be like a big year. Big yeah, tour. how reckon you How soon do they you never, we get new music? They're meant to be writing this year. I don't least. think we'll get it this year. I think we'll get a single late later this year. But I think in terms of touring, wise, that will be very. Busy. There could be things that could be happening. They've never together played like Portnoy's Twelve Step, Portnoy's Twelve Step Suite. He's done that in his own kind of thing, and you can hear like Root of All Evil going through and Shattered Fortress and that. So I'm I'm expecting like a big big deal to be made of it. And I kind of have a question. Like I wonder if they. Be like an, I only I only see Download really having one more big announcement, because so many bands are already on the bill. I've maybe one more big announcement with Day Splits I think happening, and I kind of wouldn't be surprised if they're on there.
2: Because it there is a lack sense. of older I...
1: bands on there, and I think they cater towards a different audience that Download hasn't really catered towards in what's out there so far, and so in order to try and bring more diversity across the whole thing. They'd slot in quite well. You could put
2: them on Bloodstock, though, couldn't you? Yeah. could be good to have a band like that on the second stage while someone like Fallout Boy's on.
1: I think exactly. that. It does give a different kind of thing, and there's a lot of attention back on them now. Portnoy's Drumeo videos are doing phenomenally well. Um, Mm. I think that would just be something quite cool. And you look to band... Again, some bands got nearly 30 years into their career, being able to still maybe be innovative and create an excitement amongst a fan base just by a member rejoining after years. Um, I think that could be interesting. One to watch. Bingo, by the way. Bingo.
2: Bingo, my port baby. And if they
1: tour, I think me and Alex are going. Oh, we're going for sure. Who else is going to have a breakout
0: year? Come on, we're be on the post. Graphic nature, we predicted they happened.
1: Trying, I'm thinking of other bands that's
2: yeah. the thing I feel, I feel like, like we're just repeating ourselves because like we Haze we talk about we talk about so many great bands and we're always so right um I think actually shields
1: oh I okay. that I think happen.
0: bury me was a really really fucking sick comeback song and I think uh I think in like the modern UK landscape I don't think there's going to be a band that does it quite like they do they've got like a, a good blend of, they've got a lot of experience, and they've got like this weird, they've got like this veteran, veteran
1: but new the, there's a bit of a
2: them, vibe but, but of the, the time they've been apart, they've gone off and done their own projects, and then sort of come back with the knowledge they've gained from doing yes, those, yeah. and they're like the Avengers <laughs> assembling, and just putting all of their different strengths into this band, and then... Seeing what they come up with, I suppose, and, and so saw, far like, so far, it's sounding pretty good
1: on the social media. Like, Sam was doing some riffs,
2: Sam was making lots of noises and with his the guitar, some
1: lovely riffs. Mm. Um, I think I I th- he put, he put up a well, video saying
2: just... making riffs and noises or something like that.
1: I'm just excited, and, like, I like I, the noises. I see the stories come up and I'm listening to them, and I'm like, I'm, I like this. We were both like in this. one of the
2: lives the other day as well. We on were. Instagram.
1: Yeah, we were. Um, and yeah, I was just like, I'm liking what's coming out of that. And yeah, I mean, that was such a great comeback to end the year with. And, and I mean, Bury Me was like, I think it was my third song of the year in my uh, awards. It was such a big tune. And I'm yeah, just looking forward to more this year.
2: It says a lot that just talking about the song and saying the title there is putting the chorus in my head. Yeah.
1: And again, that's the kind of thing you want to have. It's, just, it's memorable. Um, so yeah, I, I'd love to see. some Yeah, that'd be awesome them. to see.
0: Uh, as far as just smaller UK bands that I hope sort of have a really really strong year, Cauldron um, just released a full length late twenty twenty four, late twenty twenty three, which is really cool. I'd like to see them on bills with bands like Graphic Nature and Harriet. That'd be fun. I like them at Burn it Down. They're Same goes fun. for for Creek. They're a really cool band that have um, just a really unique sort of vibe. And I think actually the, the big, the biggest band for me personally that I'm watching in 2024 is Love Is Noise. Yeah. Um, they seem like a band, despite being so new and not having a, a whole lot of releases, they seem to already really know their own sense of identity and their own world that they inhabit in the sort of modern landscape of the UK alternative scene. So I think, and I believe they're writing and recording their full-length album. They're definitely recording. I don't know if it is a full-length. I think it is. I think it's going to be really, really exciting. I think it's going to... Yeah, I think it's going to be really... I think it's going to really change the game for how alternative music can be made nowadays. I know that's quite a lot of pressure and quite a high bar to set for it, but... I really, really like everything they've released so far. The EP that they did felt like a really strong, cohesive body of work. All of the recent singles are really cool. Unfortunately, I didn't get to see them at Misery Loves Company, but I'm excited to see them live. They um, were very good. They were good. And, uh, yeah, I think they are going to have a tremendous year this year.
2: I've I've got one more. Go on. And it feels weird because they're already a massive band in terms of streaming numbers. Um. But I think a lot of those streaming numbers probably come from just one or two massive songs that they have. They're a band that I've only really got around to listening to recently and a band that I think seem to be much bigger in the US and haven't quite reached over here recently. Um, but I've only started listening to them since they had a song go sort of semi-viral on TikTok, um, The Plot In You. I think they're going to do something big this year. I have a feeling they might have an album out at some point because they haven't released one for, I think, nearly three years now. Um, Again, making waves on TikTok, making waves on socials, huge streaming numbers. Um, I think they're going to do something big this year, and people will be talking about them, maybe on the level that they talk about bad omens nowadays.
1: Oh, last one, actually. Have you got any more? Not artists, but kind of links to what was said a minute ago. You go.
0: My last artist prediction this year... Is I think and I hope that um, we should be getting Boston Manor's Part Two to Datura, and I think it might have uh, something on there that's going to blow them up. I think I don't know. I feel like they're just so. they're so effortlessly cool, and they're they're just like on the precipice
2: of being like. A monumental. Like, uh, Henry's been playing around with electronic music a lot as well the past yeah. couple of years.
0: I could see them being in, in the same sort of level of like a nothing but thieves where they become like kind of a main sh- and I mean that as a compliment like a mainstream like rock band. I Um and, uh, I don't know. I just think there's going to be something on this new one that's going to be cool because I think they originally said that it was going to happen it was going to be coming out a lot sooner than it has which makes me think like with Next Gen they've actually decided to cook a little longer and it's probably resulted in a better products so yeah I think Boston Manor are going to have a good year oh and Trash Boat as well sorry last one yeah that's a good point actually Trash Boat yeah. your point
1: no I so just leave that
0: It's oh. tapping out tapping yeah. out and that's it those are our predictions for 2024 but you let us know in the comments what you're predicting. Who's going to blow up this year? What controversy is going to happen? Who's going to be the first band to get cancelled? That could be a fun one. I, to, I did nearly think about to let us doing know in the comments because we're not going to go there, but no. you can. Um, but before we wrap it up, an album recommendation from each of you,
1: please. I'm going to recommend How to Survive a Funeral by Make Them Suffer. Uh, After seeing them last year uh, supporting Stray, I thought they were phenomenal. Uh, I knew more songs than I actually realised, I think from a lot of playlists. Absolutely phenomenal set. Very much looking forward to them at downloading. And and since all of that, I've been delving into their music more. Um, Very innovative. Very enjoyable. Very
2: good. Uh, I'm going to back up the point I just made by recommending um, my favourite the plot in new album which is their 2018 album dispose um and it kind of just proves that they've been it kind of just proves that they've been making music that's like arena worthy for fucking ages um and that i've been really late to the party and should have been appreciating them a long time ago so i hope that you two appreciate them just as i do nice
0: I kind of have two. One of them's going to be my actual recommendation. The other one's just a shout out. Uh, I've been binging Ithaca's 2022 album, They Fear Us, a lot this month. Um, But we've already been there. We already know that. So I'm going to recommend their debut from 2019, The Language of Injury, because I have given it just like maybe one or two spins. I haven't really gone all the way in. Um, You dipped your toe in? I've dipped my toe. Now it's time to get my shoulders under. Um, so that's going to be my recommendation. <laughs> hang
2: on. hang on. Are you, does that mean you've dipped your toe in and now you're jumping in? Yes. So that your shoulders are under or you've dipped your toe in and now you're awkwardly leaning no, over no, the no. side of the pool now I'm, with like a shoulder. Uh,
0: now I'm sort of, uh, I wouldn't, I would never bomb into a pool, but you know, when you do that mm. sort of the straddle jump, I've sort of done the pencil straddle <laughs> a sort of combination where I've jumped in such a way that my head hasn't gone under. Do you know what I mean? I'm in. I'm all the way into my. I'm up to my neck. I've jumped in such a way that. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going up to my neck in Ithaca.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Fuck.
0: <laughs> that's not good. No, that, that's got. Come on.
2: Ithaca. Ithaca. <laughs> I barely know it. <laughs> Brilliant stuff. <laughs> Top that,
0: James. I'm not. It was an album, uh, I just want to give a shout out to an album that I did mention earlier, and that is Lewis Watson's The Morning After. He is a local boy, local legend, and um, it's really fun as a fan to hear someone revisit their debut and reimagine it and reinvent it as uh, basically a completely different person as he was back then. I think his voice is better now than it was then as well, so that helps the That's instrument. Instr- that is better. Not that it was bad; it was brilliant. Oh no, I'm digging it, <laughs> dug, dug a hole now. Um, it's really, yeah, it's it's really fun as a fan to hear an album be reimagined like this, um, and I think it is worth everyone checking out because it's bloody lovely.
2: That's brilliant. That's brilliant. We've been That's, ra- that's great for the audio listeners.
0: Yeah, we've just done. They're a, all audio listeners. We've just but we haven't we, filmed. We've this. just done a visual joke to each other that only we know. I don't think we've even explained on the podcast properly. We will one day. But maybe we will one day, but for now, we'll just leave it. Maybe we'll explain Um, it in the Ragamuffin Club. James, tell them about the Ragamuffin Club. He can't. He's laughing so much. They've moulded your cast in such a way that it is perfect to hold a microphone. It is. Did you tell them you had a podcast to do? No. Mm. Well, look, if you like this, and I don't don't know why you would, it's sort of fallen off the rails at the end, but you can join the Ragamuffin Club on Facebook. It is a place for us to go and all talk about the music we love. We have little discussions and other shit like that. Um, you can see behind-the-scenes content, st- see stuff before the rest of the world. Um, who knows? Maybe you'll even be able to tell us a future discussion topic for this very podcast. The Rag- That's the Ragamuffin Club on Facebook. The link is in the description of this episode if you're on YouTube and Spotify. If you're on Apple Podcasts... Oh fuck it. I can't help you figure it out yourself. <laughs> uh... We've got news videos every weekend from James. That's the voice you hear giggling right now. What else we've got going on? Dan's going to a gig we're, we're on but, Saturday, so he'll gigs be vlogging We've up. We're, g-
2: we're going to, as everything unfolds. Yep. Um, arms length, you're going to. Arms length. Um, uh, is there, there's something else I think as well. Um, <laughs> we're off the dream state soon. Yep. Uh, neck deep in March. Yep, and then a whole bunch of festivals in the summer, yeah, no. and we're going to vlog it all. It's basically
0: download next week, is what it feels like. That's what you're saying to me, isn't it? Might as well be. I mean, might
2: as well be. You're on there. We're,
0: okay. Well, look, listener, the wheels came off the wagon right at the end, so we're going to leave it there.
1: I'm so sorry. It's been a good. It's
0: been fun. We might not do it again this next month. <laughs> this might be it. No, we will.
1: Oh, my head hurts. Don't want
0: to. Don't want worry. We will carry on. But might edit some of this down. No, I won't. We're human. Right, we're bye. done. Bye. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I kissed the mic as I said bye then. <laughs> well, love, love you. Okay, love you, bye.